Welcome to what I guess I'll call the Igloo After Dark. Day 29 of the 2023 March Marathon. Again, not really much going on, but let me tell you this. The press conference today to introduce both new basketball coaches at Providence. New women's head coach Aaron Bath, new men's head coach Kim English. Pretty young guys, a young guy and girl. My, my bad, my bad. And let me just say, both of them knocked their introductory press conference out of the ballpark. Aaron Bath specifically, oh my God, she was an absolute riot. Talking about uh, going to a men's lacrosse game and not really knowing much about the sport, still taking it in and seeing the energy of it, having the let's going moments with, um, you know, going to the locker room, meeting the coaches and players. I don't know why. I just thought it was super funny. You got to love her spunk. And the Big East has really prided itself on having great personalities among their coaching ranks. On the men's side, certainly no shortage of that. Obviously, with guys like Rick Pitino, Ed Cooley, who obviously defected to Georgetown. More at his replacement in a second. Shaheen Holloway. Dan Hurley. Shaka Smart. Greg McDermott. All colorful personalities in their own way. And then on the women's side. Coach B at Seton Hall. Of course, can't not mention Gino. Joe Tartamella at St. John's. Doug Bruno at DePaul. And of course, Flan at Creighton. And add Aaron Bath to the mix. I mean, she's just going to fit in perfectly. And she has, again, a really good track record, especially in recent years. Coming over from Michigan, where she was just for this past year, and then the past couple of years at NC State, where they were a number one seed in 21 and 22. And then Kim English. What what can I say about him? Already making, making waves. Forget about us, we, together, family, friars. You don't need a five-word catchphrase to latch on and connect to that fan base in Friartown. Kim English is already making his mark with one word, and that word is mindset. I mean, I absolutely love it. And then... Even better, he played, (laughs) apparently, from what I understand, 
And what I saw, he played Jaden Pierre, who was in the portal one-on-one. And you talk about an interesting development. Apparently, Kim English beat him one-on-one. And the stipulation, apparently, if he wasn't joking, this might be one of the greatest heists I've ever seen. Ironically, right near, as today is the 8th anniversary of what is known as the heist of the century, Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 31 at Levi Stadium in San Francisco. Well, technically Santa Clara, but you get my point. And the way he's... You know, connecting with the fans. Already, you know, hyping up and trying to get guys back. Like Corey Floyd Jr., Jaden Pierre. Alan Breed. And apparently, I think this is absolutely hilarious, just a few hours ago, Devin Carter tweeted at his coach, play me tomorrow. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sure to be laughing this hard, but that's great. And Kim's response was even better. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and I'm not even trying to kiss any ass here. And I know that's been a topic of discussion with, you know, Jeff Goodman tweeting out, you know, well, it's I'm I'm better off not being any coach's pockets. I, and I'm not in Kim English's pocket, okay? That's just funny. That is really funny. And, honest to, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I gotta say this before I stop laughing. When I stop laughing. <sighs> okay. A coach who can connect like that with his players, and it helps, like I said, with English only being 34 years of age. Granted, he's still at least 10 years older than the players he coaches, but at least he's still in the know of what players are into, how they talk, interests, music, pop culture, etc. He has a better pulse on that than arguably any other coach in the conference because of his youth. And he's been a part of the evolution of basketball, really, because 2012, he was part of a great team at Missouri that unfortunately got upset in the first round, one of the all-time great upsets by you know Kyle O'Quinn in Norfolk State. Sorry if I'm, you know, rehashing uh, traumatic events for him. But, I mean, he's seen the game of basketball evolve. He's lived it. Watching the game evolve into a perimeter-based game. While you still have great bigs, like he hopefully will with Bryce Hopkins... He still under he still has his finger on the pulse of the game. Now, while his first, 
while his time at George Mason hasn't been stellar by any stretch of the imagination, just what he brings to the table in terms of instilling culture and doing stupid stuff like that. Is it stupid? Yes. But it shows that he's already connecting with his players. I love it. I I guess you can say I'm being taken to English class right now. By the way, that's a great whoever made that meme most likely to you know to shit post for next year. Well done. I got to tip my cap to that. That's some that's funny. That is really really funny. Now, and he had great things to say in his press conference too. And honest to God, the AD Nap got exactly the people he wanted. To be the new coaches. Knapp knew what he was doing. And while they aren't big splash hires. Especially in Providence. Because obviously it pales in comparison to obviously Ed Cooley going to Georgetown. And Rick Pitino to St. John's. But you would hope that in due time the results are going to show. It might not come immediately. But instilling culture and being that kind of coach who can relate to his players on that kind of level, you know, really, think about what Shaka Smart has done. He's been able to yield great results on the court. And a lot of that, and he's even said it, a lot of that is rooted in relationships that leads to player development. And Kim English has those same kind of qualities as Shaka Smart. I'm not saying he will take Providence to that level that quickly, no less. But I see that those same that same quality in Kim English as I do Shaka Smart. So Friartown, I don't blame you for. Wanting and expecting great things under Kim English because these are the kind of traits that you want in a head coach. And given how you've seen another coach be successful with that same philosophy at another Big E school, who's to say y'all can't do it there? I will say though, like, cool it on the, you know, continuing to slander Ed Cooley. I think, I know it still hurts. I know it does. And it's been over a week I get it at the same time though focus on the good thing that you have in front of you which is which is a young head coach that knows how to relate to his players and is already developing really strong bonds and arguably if he could pull the rabbit out of the hat and get Jaden Pierre to stay oh my god like I said 
Eight years ago today, Michael Cole said Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank in the main event of WrestleMania was the heist of the century. Kim English beating Jaden Pierre one-on-one in Providence could equal or even exceed that as the new heist of the century. But again, going to have to wait and see, but I'm really intrigued to see how much uh, Kim English will retain at Providence of guys that essentially are on the fence. Will they stay or will they go to quote the clash? We'll find out, but obviously, if he can retain, I feel like expecting to retain every one of those guys on the fence is going to be impossible, but if he can keep the most important ones, like Bryce Hopkins, Devin Carter, and even Jaden Pierre to keep the youth going, that'll be immense. And it'll show like how great Kim has already been with getting guys to stick around and trusting in him. Make it easily just jump ship, find another school, or just go with their head coach to Georgetown. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. So to end the show, I feel kind of dumb for forgetting to bring this up on yesterday's episode or even the day before but big news on the women's side Maddie Segrist is officially declaring for the WNBA draft doesn't come as a surprise even with that extra year of eligibility left that she could have easily taken But she has decided to forego that and take a chance on herself. It's not even taking a chance on herself because of her draft stock. But it was a really well thought out statement and post. So... It was really, and I believe every word about this being a decision that wasn't, as she said, this was not a decision I came to lightly. You know, heartfelt thank yous to the university, Coach Dylan, Harry Peretta, who brought her in way back in 2018 and thank you to all of her teammates saying without them I would not have had this kind of opportunity it's a blessing to have been surrounded by so many wonderful people and thank word of thank you to, to thank of thanks to the Nova Nation your energy and passion brought the excitement in the fin to a new level I'll never forget the amazing send off you gave us at the end of our win over FGCU I'll be cheering for our cast from wherever the next step in this journey takes me forever Wildcat Maddie Seager is number 20. And she'll be number 20 forever. Kind of a surprise that she didn't get her number retired during the season. 
But believe me, she will have her number in the rafters of the fin pretty damn soon. Really soon. And in terms of what this means for her WNBA draft stock, so this is different than on the men's side where teams are drafting based on potential rather than, you know, on-court success in college. Like, very rarely do you have a women's player get drafted number one overall and you're like, she wasn't even all, she was like second team all-conference. Like, she wasn't even a first team all-American or whatever. Yeah, not the case on the women's side, which is it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um... In terms of the overall mock drafts, um, there are so according to ESPN, Ma Vopel. So all the picks are like you know laid out, and. No surprise, Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina, former National Player of the Year, is the projected number one overall pick to the Indiana Fever. But you go down, and Maddie Seegers is projected to be the fifth pick with the Dallas Wings. So to think that she is ahead of players like Haley Jones, former Final Four Most Outstanding Player, Bria Beal, National champion, Elizabeth Kitley, two-time ACC Player of the Year, is going to be in the Final Four. Ashley Jones, a certified bucket at Iowa State. I mean, Maddie, as I said on Twitter, she is truly a superstar on and off the court. Great player, but an even better human being. And I can only wish nothing but the best for her in the WNBA. Because you got to be a special kind of player and a special kind of person. I'm a big believer that good things come to good people. And given that Maddie is such a great person... She is 100% deserving. And of course, supplemented with her just being a walking bucket, a phenomenal overall player and a phenomenal scorer, a world-class scorer, it should come as no surprise if she ends up in the top five, among the top five picks in the draft, or even better. There's, There's a couple that I saw where she could go fourth Um, other notable, uh, the other notable, according to ESPN, uh, according to Vopel, being a first-round pick, also going to Dallas, Lou Lopez Seneschal from UConn. And, I mean, look at it, 43.5% from three. And on other mock drafts I've seen, 
Maddie's projected to go fourth. Lopez Senechal actually is a seventh pick. Some of the other notable names that are projected to go from the Big East. I mean, Lines.com has a much more expansive list. But Dorka Juhas, her name is firmly on this list among the top 20 players. And just looking around for other notable names. Well, former DePaul Blue Demon and current Texas Longhorn Sonia Morris is also on the list in the top 50. And then other than that, and then the other, the only other notable name among the top like eight, I think there's like, there's 79 names listed. The other Big East name, Mimi Reed from St. John's. Which I absolutely would love to see a team take a chance on Mimi Reed. You know, what she doesn't make up for in size, she makes up for in heart, hustle, and just being an all-around great floor general. Emphasis on general because of how great she leads her troops on the court. Uh, Maddie's on... um, On uh, BeyondWomenSports.com by uh, Todd Roman, Maddie projected to go fifth to Dallas. Lopez Seneschal sixth to the Atlanta Dream. And according, let's see, second round. Wow, this was a name. Well, Dorky Uhas projected to go 18 to Seattle, but uh, one player. I'm really glad that her name is being listed. I thought, I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't see it. But Lauren Park Lane on this site projected to go 23rd to the Chicago Sky. And then no one else from the Big East uh, other than, you know, those four. So I'm just looking around and seeing and in a Mock Draft 1.0, according to fan sided um, by Zach Rogers top three are all well actually this is even crazier again this is posted about a week ago about a week ago yeah I just made a Bobby Schmurter reference on this show fight me Rogers has Seagras going third to Dallas if she gets top three I think she's a lock for the top five. But if she gets top three, whoa. That'll be even cooler. And even bigger, not just for Villanova, but for the entire Big East. Because there could be a star outside of UConn. In the pro ranks. And then Lopez Seneschal going 11th to Dallas according to fan-sided as well. And then one last one, just women's sport, Rachel Galligan. Maddie Segris, no surprise, fifth to Dallas, so staying in the top five. Lopez Seneschal, 10th to the LA Sparks. 
And that's just, you know, the first round. So, WNBA draft is only about a few weeks away, taking place in April. Definitely going to have coverage of that when it happens. And some definitely want to have a guest or two to talk about the WNBA draft and some of the draft stock in all those names I mentioned, or maybe even get a wild card name thrown out there. We'll just wait and see. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Yegu. A little, little bit of late night work here on the Igloo after dark. I want to finish out the marathon smart. Well, not just smart, but strong. So, trying to get a UConn Final Four preview either tomorrow or Friday. It's going to have to be one of those days. I can't not, right? But that's going to do it. I'll see y'all tomorrow for another edition of the coolest podcast in all of college basketball. The Igloo with Timmy Ice.